0: On this episode of China Unscripted, Taiwan activates missile systems against China, Biden caught in another China gap. and Backstreet's back.
1: All right.
0: Welcome to China Unscripted. I'm Chris Chappell.
1: I'm Shelley Zhang.
0: And I'm Matt Gnaizda. And we just uh, have some breaking news, at least as far as on Friday when we began recording this, but Taiwan... When Chinese aircraft entered their airspace, Taiwan deployed the missiles, missile defense systems, to monitor the situation. Look, sometimes it's not easy to get like a really grabby headline in these kind of things. So,
1: so yeah, the, the headline made it sound like, ooh, they deployed missiles. Um,
0: yeah. Oh, man. did they shoot a Chinese jet out of the, the plane? Are I we getting this World War III yeah, finally say, underway?
1: Was, I'm not sure that's something to be excited about. World War
0: III, you heard it first on China Unscripted. Don't fact check that. There's no time oh, with no. all the fear.
2: Okay. Yeah. Well, if I've learned anything over the last few years, it's that headlines don't need to be accurate. <laughs> that's
0: That's sadly very true. Very true.
1: They just need to be interesting and also i'm sorry if you're hearing all the train (laughs) yeah
0: Yeah. (laughs) what's that saying if it clicks it sticks i'm not good at this
2: if it bleeds it leads if it clicks it sticks if it
1: sticks shouldn't it be if it sticks it clicks clicks. like you want them to click
2: anyways now that we've
0: lost our entire audience uh here's what happened in taiwan just uh just another instance of china sending it's uh, harassing them with their fighter jets And uh, I guess this was a slight escalation on Taiwan's part because in addition to scrambling their fighters and monitoring the situation, there were also missile defense systems deployed
1: to monitor the situation. To
0: monitor the situation. So it's just a constant. This is actually the strategy the Chinese Communist Party is using. Every time it's easy for them with a much larger military to be able to scramble some jets, Taiwan having to scramble scramble its entire uh, defense system to you know just be sure that uh, gradually wears down the, the the machinery the pilots it's it's a real drain on taiwan's military
2: right but they also they have to do it because if they don't then the ccp will see that taiwan is not taking its defense seriously and then they'll just keep pushing the line mm-hmm. pushing the line pushing the line
0: well, it actually reminds me of something that happened in the jinyong novel a famous wuxia writer
2: Good. Okay, we're all familiar with that so go on
0: yeah well so there's, there's this one point where like the the hero yang guo in the old days like all these kung fu masters had like secret projectile weapons that they would they would sometimes throw
1: there's like needles and stuff needles like needles
0: and stuff like or yeah. like throwing stars and uh, he's finding a, a, a more powerful opponent and he keeps so he starts yelling projectiles and then the guy like defends himself but there's no projectiles And he keeps doing this, and then eventually he gets, like, fed up with it. And then that time is when he throws a projectile. Okay. (laughs) And that relates to Taiwan. If The the time when Taiwan's like, all right, fine, we won't. Projectile.
1: Well, I think that's why they're not doing that.
0: Exactly. Because Taiwan has read all the Jin Yong novels. Didn't he, Louis Cha, Jin Yong, didn't he live in Taiwan towards the end of his life?
1: You ask us like we know anything about Jin Yong.
0: You uncultured swine.
1: I did buy a Jin Yong novel in Taiwan, but then I haven't read it yet.
0: So good, the eagle eagle shooting heroes or con, condor uh, uh, condor heroes. That's 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 one of the best. The sequel is the one where the guy does the projectile thing. Ah, okay. I highly recommend Jin Yong. It's fantastic. There's this one guy in the book you read. He's such a powerful martial artist. He's able to fight people with his flute. Not by, like, hitting people with the flute, but he's just cultivated his inner chi so well, he can play the flute and make you go insane.
1: Whoa. Okay. (laughs) First of all, I didn't realize how big a fan you were of wuxia novels.
0: Well, just Jin Yong. I haven't really read any of the other... Uh-huh. Big people.
1: But now I'm like, maybe what we should do is start a channel where we just like watch <laughs> TV series. <laughs> welcome uh, to
2: novels unread. <laughs> yeah. Or it's more like welcome to Matt and Shelley Uncultured. Starring Chris Chappell.
0: There we go. Uh no, I prefer our gamer channel where we play different games and talk about politics. That might be more interesting than this show at this point.
1: Look, it's been a long week. <laughs>
0: it's been a long, it's been a long decade.
1: Wow, you went really far.
0: It it did. Yeah, I'm old. It's like the scene in Zardoz where okay.
1: I
2: what is Zardoz? Is oh, that, wait. No, go on. What what's Zardoz, Chris?
0: Zardoz. I
2: mean, you know, for the audience, obviously. Uh,
0: yeah. It. Video editor, pull up a picture of Sean Connery.
1: Oh, is this the one where oh, he's that like one where he's wearing like a that. leotard? Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, because
2: uh, I remember you referenced that photo before in an episode and i was kind of disturbed by that but i didn't know what the movie was
0: yeah anyways at the at the end there's like a scene where like he and his wife are just sitting staring at the camera and they rapidly age and turn into skeletons
1: wow okay
0: (laughs) so that's what i was thinking of with
1: this decade okay that makes sense you're like the
0: yeah uh yeah so taiwan that poor taiwan they got a new defense minister though u.s trained yes so this is something that we're also waiting for where uh, the biden administration has not gotten to uh, very many specific things as far as china goes it's actually a lot he said this past week that we'll probably discuss later in the episode but he hasn't done much specifically about taiwan i think Blinken has like reaffirmed that you know taiwan is an important ally
2: they're he after wouldn't have said one, ally
0: right uh, probably, yeah probably forget the language because I, I, I don't they're not think a country. they would have said
1: partner but like there was something that they what this is maybe like a week or two ago where the China scrambled scramble again mm-hmm. and then the Biden administration responded and then we th- with a uh, like ship going through the Taiwan Strait right Didn't we do a oh yeah I believe it was this? the
0: USS Nimitz and the Roosevelt I think McCain no no the McCain was something else in the South China Sea I, I'm pretty sure. But yeah, so that was encouraging. Uh, The Biden administration up till now, we're what, about a month into it. There's been two freedom of navigation operations in the South China Sea. So it's good that that's still carrying on.
1: Uh, They did invite the unofficial Taiwanese ambassador to the U.S. to the inauguration.
0: Yes, that's right. That's right. Which I think that was the first time that's happened since Since,
1: the 70s. Yes. Ah, The 70s.
0: Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, so it'll be nice to see the Biden administration do, like, more specific policy things, like, will they keep up the weapons sale uh, that the Trump administration was doing? Will there be other high-level diplomatic visits?
1: Yeah, that's a big one.
0: Definitely. Well, I guess, I guess we economic should—
1: Economic stuff, too. Like, yeah, Taiwan and the U.S., there's been barriers for years as to getting some kind of, like, economic trade agreement between the two, uh, largely about Taiwan not wanting to import— certain u.s meat because i can't remember if it's called rance racing or something. it's like a because it
2: didn't meet their standards yes and that's why you watch china unscripted
1: (laughs) that is why it's because they they didn't meet their standards but like the the taiwanese standards for how much of this can be in meat is stricter than the u.s but then they relaxed it last year so that there could be more u.s meat imports into taiwan and so this was seen as like the beginning of going towards a possible trade agreement between taiwan and the u.s
0: unfortunately we're recording this at lunchtime uh and so i'm hungry and now i'm remembering that taiwanese beef hot pot we had in tainan
2: oh my god and that, that was, was incredible so
0: and then the local media wrote a story about us <laughs> eating hot pot there
1: yes yes I think it was more than one local media. Really? Yeah. I think there was some print and like TV coverage.
0: Strange things have happened to us in the course of doing this show. Weird media attention. Like that, I'm reminded of when we went viral for Harry Potter.
1: That has nothing to do with the show, though. That was all you, Chris.
0: Uh, well, it was Shelly and my interaction with yes. that. that. was. Look that up if you if you don't know what i'm talking about you'll have a good laugh um but so that's yeah economic is uh a really big way the u.s and taiwan can interact more because as we've all really discovered made in china things
1: not good and Uh, you'd be surprised at some of the things that are made in taiwan that you don't really think about
0: yeah well they have a really they have an emerging tech industry
1: no it's not it's a pretty like the best semiconductors in the world are made in taiwan which the Chinese Communist Party has tried multiple times to steal that technology. Uh, um, sure. But also things like apparently a lot of high-end exercise equipment is made in Taiwan. Uh, Bicy- really?
2: Bicycles like Peloton.
1: Pelotons are made in Taiwan. Really? Yeah. Did hey, you- that's
2: a reason
0: to buy a Peloton. Though I wonder if they'll sponsor us. <laughs> I don't. I don't think they need anyone to sponsor them. I don't
1: think. I think they're. I think they it's like-
0: <laughs> been a great year for Peloton. <laughs> yeah,
1: basically.
0: Just get a kettlebell. A made-in-the-USA kettlebell.
1: You can maybe get a made-in-the-USA kettlebell company to sponsor you.
0: If you're watching a company that makes kettlebells in the U.S., you know what to do.
1: Uh, But, uh, yeah, so there are, like, a lot of things made in Taiwan that you wouldn't necessarily think of. Yeah.
0: So it's it's, uh, open for fruitful possibility.
1: Well, I think also when we were in Taiwan only a year ago.
0: Right before... Everything.
1: Yeah. So, you know, a lot of the people we were talking to when we were asking, in what ways could the U.S. support Taiwan? Like, what do you want the U.S. government to do? Most of them were actually saying, like, we need more economic support. That was one of the things that Guan Zhang, the Taiwan's Joe Rogan guy, Uh uh, was talking about, which was the one reason that, like, some of the older Taiwanese people are more, like, friendly to the Chinese. The PRC is because they think, well, like, you know, we need like the economic support, right? Like yep. that was the whole thing from the presidential thing last year, which was election last year, which was about like, oh, well, do we want economic ties with China or do you know that that kind of thing. So having um the US as an economic partner would go a long way towards Getting more Taiwanese Taiwanese people on board with kind of opposing the the CCP, yeah,
0: and that was actually a big uh, characteristic of uh, the Trump administration's approach to uh, containing the Chinese Communist Party, establishing economic ties with uh, other countries,
1: like which ones.
0: Oh well, you know, like developing like the clean five G network. Oh, that's um, true. Yeah, uh, infrastructure uh, specific things to counter the Belt and Road initiative. The, uh, the sixty billion dollar Africa yeah. investment. It was actually not just Africa, which is why it was it wasn't really that much money, since it, I think it was like all all developing the world. countries. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whereas like China did, I think sixty billion just in Africa.
1: There was an interesting Wall Street Journal opinion article that came out this past week about how the US should build their own Belt and Road system. But it kind of didn't really understand what the Chinese Communist Party's Belt and Road system was. Like it was mm. kind of like, well, we should do, you know, China's getting a lot of success doing like a lot of this infrastructure investment around the world. The US needs to do the same.
2: What's well, like the Marshall Plan?
1: Yeah, basically, it was treating the Belt and Road like it was the Marshall Plan, but that's not what the Belt and Road. It's a is. fundamental
2: misunderstanding of the Communist Party's intention behind the Belt and Road. What's the Marshall Plan for the audience that doesn't, if they, if somebody watching doesn't know? Uh, well, so after World War II, Europe was, of course, in ruins, and uh, the U.S. was concerned that the Soviets were going to have a lot of influence in uh, Europe in terms of helping build infrastructure. And so one of the things the US did, partly to help Europe, but also to counter the Soviets, was to invest a large amount of money and personnel into actually going into Europe, mostly Western Europe, to build infrastructure, help them rebuild all the stuff that was destroyed. And so it was a huge economic boost for Europe, and it solidified our alliances there. Uh, Of course, this is also like at the beginning of the Cold War, right? So you have to keep in mind like geopolitical tensions were a big part of it. And and that's essentially what's happening now, right? Which is which is the Chinese Communist Party or the, the new equivalent of the Soviet Union, right? So uh, it's not just that the US, it would be nice if we helped developing countries. It's that it would be nice if we did that. And also if we don't do it, the Chinese Communist Party is gonna do it. Well, we had a really good example of that on an episode this week about
0: um the 17 plus one and we're gonna have an episode about uh china's ties to europe in the near future but just to tie on to that point was it lithuania
1: the nuclear reactors no romania
0: romania romania had uh, an agreement with the chinese communist party to build nuclear reactors as part of the belt and road but and this is an example of what i was saying about the trump administration the u.s basically got in there and under got the chinese builders and
1: well no that it was kind of like there were already problems between the chinese state-run company that was supposed to be do- building these nuclear reactors in Surprise. romania uh, so what the u.s actually did was it did a lot of diplomatic outreach to these the eastern european countries and including romania like in 2019 the president of romania visited the washington dc they did, like, a nice photo op with him shaking hands with Trump in the White House. And it's, like, a lot of, you know, attention for, no offense, Romania, right? Like, it's a smaller European country that probably most of Americans would not know where it was on a map. Uh, and It's in Italy, right? Oh, yes. It's... <clears throat> Romania. Is... <laughs> when sure you're having you too much
0: fun in Rome, you're having Romania.
1: Okay, Chris's was way better. I'm sorry, Matt.
0: <laughs> but he was the fruitful field uh, ripe for growing jokes. That's right.
1: OK, well, yeah, this is how this is how this is how the magic so, so, happens. So, so
0: my way. my waste yeah.
2: jokes are actually the fertilizer for your beautiful jokes.
0: Exactly. Your jokes are absolute. Sh- well, anyways, let <laughs> 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 uh,
1: oh.
0: Yeah, I'm telling you, when we make a gaming channel, it'll be much, much more entertaining. Uh, so anyway,
2: Romania, Eastern European country.
1: Well, so, you know, they they released a joint statement after this uh, like state visit to the U.S. about how, you know, it was in general about cooperation, diplomacy in general between the two countries. But one of the things it talked about is like reaffirming Romania's nuclear uh, like energy security or something like that. And then eventually the same year, the Romanian government was like replaced like there was a left wing government that was more friendly towards china and then they were voted out and replaced with a more right-leaning government that was less friendly towards china Mm -hmm. and they the prime minister then canceled the deal with the chinese state-run uh nuclear company because he was just like it i don't think it's gonna work it's not it's not gonna work uh Mm -hmm.
2: (laughs) i think he meant literally if they build it it's not gonna work
1: yeah okay <laughs> maybe but like there were there were and now
2: chris build off of that with something funnier oh. and the
1: pressure's on
0: it's it's this it's clay oh It'll crumble
1: no okay anyway so then a u.s company stepped in and is now building the nuclear reactors in romania and
0: this is how we do it and now you made a point that the the wall street journal article was it
1: Oh, about the Belt and Road? Yes. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So they were comparing the Belt and Road to the Marshall Project. Why is it not the same thing?
1: Well, I mean, fundamentally, the Chinese Communist Party is using it to, well, from an economic side, what they're doing is they're exporting their excess capacity. Like, if you think about China's GDP and how it's grown for many decades, it's actually through building things in China, even if those things were unnecessary, because that adds to their GDP growth. And now there are all these state-run companies and extra employees that like, now that that type of growth is slowing down in China, there's not, there's nothing for them to build. So they're sending them to, you know, the Middle East and Africa and Southeast Asia and all these other places. So these huge state-run companies can make money.
2: If they come, they will build.
1: Yes. Yes. Or something.
2: And it's also a good opportunity to ship a bunch of single men overseas to to work and have jobs, which could otherwise be a problem inside China where segments of the economy are slowing.
1: Yeah. So a lot of the projects are being built by Chinese workers, not local workers in these countries.
2: So that's the economic side yeah. of the Belt and Road. Well, I mean From China's perspective.
1: From China's perspective. And also another economic benefit for them is that they're being paid like basically Chinese state-run companies uh banks are loaning the money for these projects to these countries that are then paying these Chinese state-run companies to build the projects so they're going to like get money and with interest from these countries as that are going into debt to make these projects happen.
0: So in a nutshell, whereas the Marshall Project was about actually helping these European countries so they would become good allies with the U.S. instead of the Soviet Union, China's Belt and Road is more about uh, benefiting the Communist Party and dealing with their own internal problems than uh, actually helping.
1: I mean, there were geopolitical reasons for the U.S. to do the Marshall Project, too. It was like- Well, yeah, yeah, that's what I I said I I also
2: don't think the Marshall Plan was so cut and dry like that because like the U.S., so after World War II, because the U.S. did relatively little fighting uh, com- compared to other countries, like we didn't we didn't have like fighting on our own soil except for Hawaii briefly, mm-hmm. right? And so we came out of the war with a, a ton of gold, uh, an economic boom. It for us is also exporting capacity, right? So American companies could make money in Europe. So I don't think it's like it's not that there's no self interest. Yeah. E- economically in that. I mean, but like obviously America is always the good guys. <laughs> yeah. uh, so that's the economic side of it. The political side of the U.S. Marshall Plan was to counter what we considered the dangerous Soviet Union and their interests, right? And what the Chinese Communist Party is doing politically is a little bit different with the Belt and Road.
1: Well, I mean they're basically trying to essentially create vassal states. And usually I'm like, okay, if you want to do k- historical comparisons to China in the past, like a lot of people want to do this but they kind of discount what the Chinese Communist Party is when they do this. Mm-hmm. But this is one case where like historically China like gr- had influence over other countries not so much by colonizing um the way it was done in the west, but through maybe trade or other types of like uh, exchange. And then like these other countries would be in some ways protected by um, China or like within their sphere of influence, basically.
0: Sounds a little like the mafia, protection money.
2: Right, I mean, also there were periods where the Chinese emperor had the say over who became the king in a certain Asian country, right? Mm Right. So, like, even that level was pretty, like, much under the sphere of influence of China. So, I mean, maybe it's a little bit like how the Commonwealth countries are under the control of the crown, but...
1: Like, the Queen could just be like, I'm
2: firing your Prime Minister, Australia. Well, I mean, technically technically it could. And there was a time in the 70s where the Queen's representative did actually essentially dissolve all of australian parliament Mm -hmm. and then they had to like put it back together i don't i don't think i mean that's been 50 years since that happened but like that's a thing that theoretically the queen could do or the crown which is sort of the the entity that represents the god appointed monarchy in europe could do right mandate of heaven right like canada's like you know Australia these are like independent countries but they're not really right because So we could get
0: the queen to replace Trudeau.
2: Well yeah because you you know you know Trudeau and other prime ministers in Commonwealth countries they don't have term limits. Mm-hmm. Well they, I mean, they serve what's called uh, at the queen's pleasure which is to say they are allowed to serve you know only so long as the queen deems them appropriate. Now in in practice they serve th- as long as they're as long as their party is in power, yeah. right uh, but it's a it's kind of a reminder that like ultimately, you know the Commonwealth countries are you know they're they're part of the the crown they they're they're governments only so long as the British monarchy allows that to happen. Now obviously, in practice, there's so many things that would make it politically very difficult for the the queen to like, just completely. Overthrow. Are everything. you kidding?
0: The queen has an army of swans at her command.
2: Yeah. I thought you were going to say corgis.
0: <laughs> Why corgis?
1: Because the queen notoriously loves corgis and has a lot of corgis.
2: Really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yep. But, uh, I mean, you know, she's all, she's on the money, right? If you go to Australia, she's like the, the queen is part. But the, the difference is like, you know, England historically basically conquered all these places, right? And they were all part of the crown and then later they got independence through or sort of quasi-independence through different like these commonwealth agreements right so then they became commonwealth nations that ran like 99 percent independently the difference with what china did historically was less of that initial conquering and more of uh that kind of sphere of influence but they did they did back everything up with a big powerful military that is also true but like the the reason that for example there was a time when all of all of asia used chinese characters for communication right i mean the japanese characters are derivative of that korea up until the 20th century used a spinoff of chinese characters most of southeast asia did vietnam and, yeah right i mean until
1: colonization
2: right i mean like you know the when the french came to vietnam they left their own writing system and also the bread that made vietnamese sandwiches which are fantastic but mm-hmm. but the the larger point is that it was the the cultural Matt is influence. not defending colonization i'm not defending it he just likes i'm, sandwich. I'm only defending it's sandwiches lunchtime. uh so the the imperial china's cultural influence was was powerful and other countries wanted to be like China at the time. So what we're seeing now is less that other countries want to be like China in terms of cultural uh, influence. It's that they want Chinese money or they want Chinese infrastructure. Some dictators find it to be like a safe partner.
1: That is another thing that a lot of the Belt and Road countries, especially in places like Africa their dictatorships yeah. so the, that's a big
0: part of the belt and road and huawei yeah. safe cities
1: and like the whole idea is that like oftentimes it will enrich the corrupt officials in these countries while actually kind of pillaging the countries of their natural resources whether that's precious metals or you know like uh like fish even remember when we talked to nasser about mauritania yeah uh like so this whole thing is like kind of enriching a few corrupt officials who are in charge of these authoritarian countries while kind of also enriching the Chinese communist party and the the local people are who suffer
0: hmm. Well, this is sounding more like an episode of uh, History Unearthed.
1: I was actually thinking that when Matt was starting to talk about the Marshall Plan.
0: Yeah.
2: Yeah. I mean, that is one of the uh, the ideas that we've been discussing as like a spinoff channel, mm-hmm. History Unearthed, or something along those lines. I like the name uh,
0: History Unearthed. Yeah.
2: So, so we're uh, going
1: to talk about space history. Yeah. Like Earth a- is
0: in space.
1: Okay. Yeah. So uh, what is the idea for
2: History Unearthed, Matt? Does it involve space history? This is new to me. Sure. Uh, space history to the degree that earth is in space. No, I mean, I I was thinking there's a, there's a couple ways to do this channel, but I think
0: None of you steal this idea. I'm watching
2: you. Well, I mean, we're already in in the progress of, of planning this. I think we'll have it out sometime soon. One idea for the channel. and, And of course, we'd like to hear what, what you guys think, uh, is basically taking really interesting, but not well known stories from history and kind of digging them up and presenting them in kind of a fun way, sort of in the same style that we do China Uncensored. Possibly, you know, some things you can you can show photos and stuff, but a lot of things you you don't have any kind of thing like that. So maybe historical we like a, reenactment. Well, oh, that's an so. Idea. Well, we, I
0: was thinking I could do some drawings.
2: Was, oh, yeah. I was I was actually thinking animation. I yeah. remember like five years ago, you did that episode on Journey to the East. Oh, and yeah. It was like one episode, like part one of of one uh-huh. and it ended up being but like that style oh, of journey of the, to the west what did i say to the east oh journey yeah. to the west uh i'm i'm yes no journey because well,
0: journey to the east was a documentary show about china that i was involved in
2: right yeah no it's embarrassing to to get those two mixed up but at any rate so the idea would be you have these really cool stories that, like people don't really know uh especially looking at things that like this is a moment that changed history forever. And like what's behind that? And then we can animate it, do something kind of fun like that.
1: I mean, I think it's also interesting that like a lot of like our understandings of what happened in history are
2: change, right? Or sure. um well, I mean, there's there's facts and then there's interpretations. This is sounding and like then
0: the sixteen nineteen thing and the seventeen seventy six commission. Right. And I don't know if that's a rabbit hole. I want to get down on this episode.
2: Right. But I mean, I I'm not interested in in historical narratives so much as like judging what people did based on. Well, so what's an example ideas? of like
0: a story? Like you like something that like you say is like changed history or might not be so well known. I think it's fascinating that there were places in ancient Rome that had flushing toilets, but toilet paper wasn't invented until several hundred years later in China.
2: Well, do you know how they used to handle the, the Roman bathrooms? They had these like sponges on a stick that were communal. Oh, God. Yeah, no. So you'd have these rooms with open, like with benches, and you'd have a, it was less like a flushing and more like you'd have running water constantly underneath. I've been and in
1: bathrooms like that in China.
2: Yeah, and so, and then it'd be like a communal stick, maybe more than one, and then you, you just kind of use that.
1: Calling them flushing toilets is a little... Oh, yeah,
2: but, then they, were, but I, they were... I was told wrong
1: then. Well, I mean, yes.
0: <laughs> there was this really great movie, and I forget the name of it.
1: Is this the Japanese Roman bathhouse movie? Yeah,
0: it's about, uh, it's, it's a Japanese movie, and it's set in ancient Rome, and the the there's a Roman bathhouse, engineer who is played by a japanese man obviously uh gets sucked into a wormhole and ends up in a modern day japanese bathhouse and uses that as inspiration to build bathhouse technology in ancient rome though everything he does is like so like he sees in in japan like you know a a bubble bubble bath it's like you know jets are spraying bubbles and so using ancient roman technology just has a bunch of slaves Blowing into tubes. So, most of the things he makes are slate power because that's what he has. It's a really funny movie. Uh,
1: okay. That's probably a, not historically horrible. accurate, is my guess here. But the time uh, travel. We don't
2: know how much time travel took place because that's just true. because there's no evidence of it doesn't mean.
1: What if we live in the timeline that people from the future traveled back and tried to fix?
2: So, well, they didn't do a very good job, did they?
1: <laughs> well, it could be worse. That's what we don't know.
2: Yeah. Right? Uh, Actually, no, that's that's a good point. Like, like I do like to kind of look at the world as, like, it could be worse, right?
0: Mm-hmm. Um, that reminds me of the ancient Chinese saying, Sherma. You know the one.
1: Yeah. That's more kind of like...
0: It's kind of, it could always be, like... You don't know if it's a good thing. You don't know if it's a bad thing. Try not to, like, get too happy.
2: <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. I, I,
1: okay, fine. <laughs>
2: Anyways, um, look that saying up, Matt, carry on. Oh, well, so like, moments in history that change things. Mm-hmm. Um. F- okay, for example. um.
0: Like in 300 where he's throwing the spear at Xerxes mm-hmm. and he misses. What if he hit him?
2: Yeah. Or like, okay, like, like, what if Hitler got into art school? Okay. You know, think, like, yeah. like that kind of thing. But that's, I'm, that's,
1: that's not, right, but that's I'm, like speculation about how like the timeline can change. Yeah.
0: Right. No, but, and I, and I,
2: and I think that's actually not a good example because you okay, have.
0: Okay. So why did you give that as an
2: example, Matt? Hmm? Because I,
0: what I if, because you
2: put me on the spot, but go on.
0: What if in history
2: you hadn't <laughs> said that? Think <laughs> of how the future might be changed. All right. Like, like, well, what if the U.S. hadn't made the Louisiana Purchase?
1: That's
2: well, right. So then you'd have like the French on our doorstep constantly instead of. We are living in a better timeline. Yeah. Now all we have to deal with is Montreal and their poutine.
1: I was going to say we do are like New York directly borders Quebec.
2: That's true. I mean, look, for all the problems that Quebec causes the rest of the Canadians, like they're not really a big problem to the US. Yeah. Uh, and the people there are still pretty nice. So what I'm getting is we're still flushing out this idea. We're still flushing it
0: out. Especially if we're talking about ancient Roman bathhouse.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah, okay.
0: Did we have more China news we wanted to talk about? Uh, yeah, I feel like I'm, this
1: got a little I'm off I'm so track. sorry,
0: this is what happens. Oh God, I have the Zardoz photo <laughs> on my phone. Uh, that's not something you wanna greet you when you turn on your phone.
2: I don't know Chris, I've been to your house and on the ceiling over your bed is a giant poster from that movie.
0: That's not true. <laughs> what is true is uh, when I used to go to the Sunset Boulevard screenings of The Room, I got a, a big The Room poster, which is just, you know, Tommy Wiseau's face. And this was when I was in college. And I at one point I did, like, put that on my ceiling.
1: Why? Because
0: I thought it'd be a conversation starter. But then one night it fell on me while I was <laughs> sleeping.
1: <laughs> oh, no.
0: And that is not something you want to wake up to.
1: <laughs> Attacked yeah. by Tommy Wisdom.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's just one of my many room stories. Should we, I'm I'm still in contact with Greg Sestero. Should we invite him on the show sometime or a show? Sure. We'll just have can... to
1: make a show specifically so you can talk about the
2: room.
0: I don't think that has legs. <laughs> yeah.
2: uh, well, I don't know because they made an entire movie about the making of the room. Called the disaster artist.
1: Well, it was based on Greg Sestero's book, right? Yeah. So, which
0: yeah. he says is like only a tiny fraction of the stories he has about Tommy Wiseau. Yeah. Well, so we
1: should just get him on the show, even if
0: Tommy ununderstood.
2: <laughs> yeah. Well, but I, I think that the the interesting part here is that this incredibly obscure and let's be honest, worst possible movie ever.
1: That can be worse.
2: Well, no, but like like you, Chris, went to like what, a dozen initial screenings in Los Angeles.
0: Uh, someday I'll tell my story of the room, but not today.
1: We're really off track now.
0: We are extremely off track.
2: This is
1: But what, I do want to wanna, wanna ask, like, did you have a girlfriend at the point where you had the room poster above your bed? I'm
0: trying to think. Not room, after he put it up. The room occupied a big part of my life. Uh, it would seem unlikely.
1: Yes, that would be my <laughs> guess as well.
0: We'll go with that. Uh, hey, so the WHO...
1: God, <laughs> oh, is. God. Who's,
0: is anyone still watching? I can see why the monopoly socialism did better. Uh, hey, the WHO uh, finally got their investigation into the origin of the Wait, hold on, hold
1: on. We can't say that.
0: Oh, that's right. YouTube will suppress us. Um,
1: there is how do we talk about this? international?
0: The Backstreet Boys okay. went to China. I think we can say China. China. Okay. So the Backstreet Boys, you know who I'm talking about, went to China after being denied for a year to go to uh, can we say the city in China? Bat Town. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> Wait, I don't or is think that we offensive? could say that's, I don't think no that, I think that that actually that like the
0: backstreet boys wanted to go check out a Batman reunion tour okay in China is this at, this, at, this, the, is
2: this a at the uh bat town institute of musicology oh
0: god you know what you i know don't what? care <laughs> if they suppress it the who <laughs> finally no, 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 got no, to no.
1: like i think you're on to something with the backstreet boys i like this
0: the backstreet boys okay china. so
1: they went to china and uh even though the chinese government had uh you know they were there to look into this reunion tour <laughs> mm. the and the chinese government said that they weren't allowed to See the information from the previous tour. This right. is they,
2: what self
0: censorship results in.
2: No, so the Backstreet Boys wanted to see the the audience size and demographics from their from the initial tour okay, in twenty twenty. The, the data of the yeah right exactly. Uh-huh. And so in order to do that, they they had to do an investigation where they collect the data and ask questions. But the Chinese government wanted to provide the audience demographic data that was supposed to be like tell them here's the result of your investigation and you don't have to actually ask any questions here's what your result will be and the Backstreet Boys were unhappy feeling that this was an unsatisfying way to understand the demographic data.
1: The Backstreet Boys did learn some things though even from the Chinese state-run boy band that was you know telling them the data instead of letting them look at the data. Uh, Like the fact that there were more people who in the audience than had been previously found. And that people went to the concert way earlier, like months earlier than December of 2019.
0: So when China is saying that the Backstreet Boys tour actually began... Outside of China, this no longer Through holds frozen
1: up. Frozen foods that we can say frozen foods, right? Sure. For now. Okay. Uh, That's that, ticket stubs. Yeah. Like, you know, they were like, actually, the Backstreet Boys were. Okay. Now the Backstreet Boys. Okay. The Backstreet Boys were in Italy. Uh, this is confusing because the Backstreet Boys well, have become something I, else. Been I know the to...
0: story and, like, I've barely been able to follow <laughs> Okay.
1: You guys. So. This was in Italy before it came. To.
0: YouTube is making us do this. This and hurts. We everyone. were just
1: trying to find a fun way to do it. You know, we didn't have to do it this way. We didn't have to. We kind of have to see if we don't like how them. it goes. So you know, the Chinese Communist Party was like, "Well, no, the, the store, the tour started in Italy,
0: mm-hmm. or in the U.S., or
1: in India, or in India, uh, and then actually, it seems like it started in China." because they were like the tour was in Italy in November. So that proves that it didn't start at China.
0: Look, the main point is backstreets back. All right. <laughs> Here's how you protect yourself because the second wave of the backstreet is much more virulent and deadly than the first backstreet boys reunion tour.
1: That's not true, actually.
0: I don't know what I'm talking about. Yes. The Backstreet Boys.
2: Yeah. But but now that they've they've teamed up with uh boy bands from other countries, there's new strains of this music. Okay. Right. Okay. Such so, as the the Backstreet Boys' New Kids on the Block, uh, Union Tour. Right? What do you call they,
1: it? They they actually did have a Backstreet Boys nuclear nuclear New Kids on the Block reunion tour. Wait, is this yeah. a
0: metaphor or real?
1: No, it's real. A few really? years ago, there was one a tour called N K O T B S B, which was the New Kids on the Block and the Backstreet wow. Boys together. I mean, I got like
2: that's actually kind of cool.
1: I mean, I mean, it was a brilliant idea, actually, because the, I mean, marketing wise and, and in terms of getting people to the concerts, right? Like demographically, that was like a pretty sweet spot for them to hit. Uh, but anyway, the point is, back to China mm-hmm. and the very special <laughs> Backstreet Boys reunion tour that we're talking about. Mm-hmm. And the uh, audience. The audience, you know, Data. went to the concert in like September. Uh, starting in September in different parts of Hubei province, which is where the city where everybody thought the tour started uh-huh. is located. So you know, the data
0: doesn't match up. The data is not
1: and it in doesn't, sync. Yes. The data is not in sync with the claims of the Chinese Communist Party. That's pretty good. Well. uh But and also a lot of the audience members didn't go shopping. At a particular market, For that CDs. the <laughs> yes,
0: the the Wuha, the the can I can I say no Wuhan? no you can't uh, the the yeah the uh, CD market the wet CD market
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> where you can get all kinds of exotic CDs. <laughs> There's a reason this is China unscripted. It's very, very, very unscripted.
1: We obviously didn't come up with an analogy for this before we started.
0: No, no, we didn't. Points off for
1: us. (laughs) You know, we had to remain true to the spirit of the show. That's true. But anyway, I think people got the point, right?
0: Let us know in the comments. Did you get the point? Tell us what the story is. Uh anyways, yeah, this uh the whole the Backstreet saga is far from over.
1: No, yeah. We'll we'll have to wait to see what happens next. Mm-hmm.
2: Fortunately, um, you know, pharmaceutical companies have created earplugs that help prevent uh the spread of this. Music. I, I
0: hear you need you should put two earplugs in each right. ear.
2: But like three weeks apart.
1: Oh, but. oh, I think you guys are saying earplugs are two different things.
2: <laughs> yeah. Is
0: that a risk with like confusing metaphors? What what is what what
2: are your earplugs? No, I, I'm not going to tell you what they are because that would get us demonetized. Well, first. they're
1: earplugs that you have to get three weeks apart.
0: Oh, I got it. Yeah,
2: yeah.
0: Uh, I was talking about the earplugs that you need to
1: put on your face.
0: <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> oh,
0: yes. Well, I think we might have hit a, a new low on the show uh w- i
1: enjoyed the backstreet boys you know <laughs> analogy
0: well so we can either wrap it up here try to dig
1: climb our way out, out or of the potentially
0: hole. dig ourselves into a deeper hole
2: my vote is for dig deeper until <laughs> uh, we get to china
0: and history unearthed
1: yep that would be your vote wouldn't it all
0: right well let's try to dig ourselves out of this hole i mean
1: i think that you know this is a very viable strategy we should just continue to use analogies for all the china news we're talking about then youtube can never demonetize us yeah but also no one will watch us because they'll have no idea what's going on so there's pros and cons
0: definitely well we could send out like a secret decoder ring to our audience so like they know what we're talking about they have the decoder ring
1: oh okay like backstreet boys equals that yeah
2: yeah okay
0: as long as we ourselves are straight on what we're talking
2: about. <laughs> right, which was definitely not the case. Definitely
0: not the case. Okay, so we'll dig, we'll, we'll dig ourselves out of this hole by digging straight to India. Uh-huh. Good transition. So, as you may remember, there were deadly border clashes last year. China has actually come out and uh, admitted that some Chinese soldiers had died. They put the number at 4 which to me means a lot like more 40 than died yeah, yeah. 40 uh, Indi- indian soldiers died correct 20, no 20 20 20 but anyways they've admitted that four have died and this is interesting because this is coming as china and india they agree to withdraw troops from some of the some areas of the, the disputed border and it seems based on satellite images that china actually has followed through on a promise
1: except for the soldiers that they left behind disguised as bushes is that true No <laughs> I mean, but it was a joke about how you couldn't tell from satellite images, right? Oh. Yeah.
2: I mean, satellite images don't have great resolution, right I mean you you can't like one meter is a, a square meter is like a pixel, so there's only so much you can actually tell, right like you can't really see individual people
1: yeah I mean, it's a risk what the Indian and Chinese soldiers both like troops like. Both sides agreeing to leave, right? Because this is kind of what happened in the South China Sea with the Philippines in 2012. Where? Where they both said they were going to leave, the Philippines left, and then the the Chinese did not. Just did not.
2: Right. But you just got to do it like bit by bit. Like um, there was uh, like during the Cold War, like the U.S. and the Soviets had sent tanks like up to Checkpoint Charlie. And then like, you know, we're about to go to nuclear war with the Soviet Union in in like, you know, Berlin, right? And then Kennedy and Khrushchev, I think, like had a phone call and they talked it out and like backed up like the Soviet tanks backed up like a couple inches and the U.S. tank like a couple inches. And like gradually they kind of pulled back from the brink of global Armageddon, which was nice. Oh, is this, is this going to be a story
1: for history on Earth?
2: I think this well, has more potential. I, than- I feel like I feel like that's actually an interesting story. Yeah, it's it's mm-hmm. kind of like it's a trust but verify story not a trust and assume the communists are going to keep their promise type story.
1: Uh, Well, I mean, so there's one good reason that the Chinese Communist Party does have in terms of the Indian border issue that they didn't have in the South China Sea issue to actually withdraw, which is that unlike the South China Sea, which was a kind of a diplomatic victory for the Chinese Communist Party, this like Indian border clashes over the last year have been a pretty big disaster for them. I mean, India obviously previously was allies with like the U S and stuff like that, but kind of had been like more neutral on a lot of the, the issues they were that, kind of playing both. Sides. I, I, would, yeah. I would say
2: India since they left the, the British rule in 48, they were like, they have been largely pulling away from the West and from the U S like they, I would say our alliance with India was not particularly strong. For like six decades.
1: But they had a worse relationship with China by far. That's true. But, you know, also there's the whole issue of Pakistan, right? Yeah. So China and Pakistan are allied. So that makes the whole like China-India thing more complicated as well. But what happened after the border clashes started happening last year? India banned all these Chinese apps. Mm -hmm. Uh, They started boycotts of Chinese goods which was actually a pretty large market because I think uh, for Chinese goods in India. So that was like a big blow. They joined the Quad right, with the U.S. and Australia and Japan and started talking a lot more about security in the Indo-Pacific region. And this like messes up a lot of China's Belt and Road plans. So there were a lot of things with the India-China border conflict that China kind of stepped in it in a lot of ways by having some of these border clashes and then kind of continuing to have this be such a long-running thing. Because they've had border clashes before, and then they'd kind of just back down, that both sides would back down. More
0: or less, Uh, but China inching forward.
1: Yes, so it may be strategically advantageous for them to actually leave, at least temporarily.
0: Except for those soldiers disguised as bushes.
1: Yes, like Wiley e. Coyote
2: stuff. <laughs> well, you know what happens to Wiley e. Coyote. Um, well, the same thing that happens at the end of every episode. He, he he falls off a cliff. Yeah, or he fails to succeed. Right? He gets blown up, or he falls off a cliff, or he you know runs into a painting of a tunnel, or like whatever it ends up being. But he never ever catches the Roadrunner.
1: I thought we were going to stop using analogies.
2: Uh, you were going to stop using analogies, Okay, but I'm going to keep digging.
0: All right. Well, speaking of putting your foot in your mouth, Biden got some flack this week or last week as of when this comes out for a CNN town hall. That was a good transition, wasn't it?
2: That was excellent, Chris. Um, they can still hear you when you're whispering. It, oh, <laughs> but I'm
0: whispering into a microphone. Surely they can't hear that. How about we
1: do ASMR. <laughs> no. ASMR i don't
0: know <laughs> oh. uh, uh yes
1: matt why do you have the worst asmr
0: <laughs> oh i thought that was as good as any asmr it was, i've heard it was
2: no worse
0: no mm. uh so at any rate at any rate so biden in town hall basically so was talking about his phone call with chinese leader xi jinping took two hours
1: I don't think he said it like that. He was like, yeah, for two hours.
0: That was that yeah. was me. Yeah. That was my editorializing, I suppose. Um, but yeah, he said, he said, um, well, a lot of conservative media were kind of taking something he said out of context, uh, like that he was dismissing the genocide of Uyghurs as just China's cultural norms. Yes. Which is not what happened. What he said was, was not good. Um, the cultural norms he was talking about was the U.S., that the U.S., uh the u.s president you know kind of has to talk about human rights
1: well i mean it's a little he got kind of rambly and as biden does you're,
2: you're saying joe biden got rambly
1: yeah right uh so he he made a comment about how he we as america we have to stand up for human rights we have to speak out about human rights and then he talked about how he's said this stuff to Xi Jinping and he talked about Xinjiang, Hong Kong, Kong Taiwan, Taiwan, and then how like, you know, as, as I have to like, we have to st- to talk about this stuff and, and I said it to his face and then he was like, he gets it, like Xi Jinping gets it that, uh, you know, there are different countries have different cultural, like they have different norms, culturally speaking, something like that.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So then it kind of implies that like Xi Jinping understands that Biden is going to bring these stuff, these things up as the president of the United States who, you know, has yeah, but to stand don't. up for human rights. Well, the the part about like, don't take it seriously is kind of it.
0: Did he mean that? Was he, he just like, not, was he fumbling? Like, did words? he just
1: not say, like, did he just mean that Xi Jinping understands that Biden's going to bring it up because this, like, we are America? Or did he mean that, I don't think he would have said this out loud if he meant this, that like Xi Jinping knows to not take it seriously because we just have to say it because we're America. Right? I, I mean,
2: I think that the, the best strategy for uh, Biden moving forward is to simply not go in any more town halls.
1: He did say at the end of this, like pretty long question about China that he shouldn't try to talk China policy on TV in 10 minutes.
0: That is yeah. a fair point. But uh, so we we did a a full episode about that time town hall on a Saturday's episode of America covered. And I think the point we made that I think is important is that it's kind of silly to judge a president's China policy based on like some off the cuff comment that could be very well stupid. Uh, And we should actually look at what the policy decisions are. This was something the media did all the time with Trump. As we point out, you know, Tr- Trump says, oh, I love Xi Jinping or something like that. And
1: obviously he just loves dictators.
0: Yeah. Versus like looking at like, OK, this was the specific policy decision he made to sanction Carrie Lam in Hong Kong.
1: But Carrie Lam no Xi
2: Jinping. <laughs> right. I mean, she's piglet to his poo. Right.
1: I mean, I think that you do have to like. It's not that you shouldn't report on what the President is saying about mm. China right, but like that isn't the entirety of like what they do is much more important in, in the yeah, end. yeah,
0: and yeah, just just also just this kind of culture we have where communication isn't an easy thing for anyone. It's like we we vibrate meat in our throats and wow that's 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 okay. how we talk. and so you know if somebody like, oh, it, slips up and says something a little little bad off the cuff it's like oh doomsday for them
1: well i mean that's that's kind of the media environment but i Mm. think the other thing with this particular issue is that it was interesting to look at how uh conservative versus liberal media reported on this biden gaffe or whatever so conservative media was like biden gets into hot water for how he talked about Chinese human rights or like the more the more extreme ones were like he's defending China's genocide, he's excusing genocide or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh but and then like you see like liberal media that were like he in another part where Anderson Cooper basically, to his credit, asked a follow-up question that was like, so is this just about speaking out about human rights or are there going to be repercussions for china for violating human rights and then biden said there will be repercussions for china and xi jinping understands that but he didn't say like the u.s is going to implement
0: Mm -hmm. this specific thing we are going to send a diplomat to or no he didn't
1: even say that like there would be repercussions from the u.s he could just mean in general that like Because later he said something in that answer about how, like, if they want to be like a world power, it's going to be hard for them if they keep on violating human rights. Mm -hmm. So that didn't make it sound like the U.S. is going to implement any type of repercussions for the Chinese Communist Party. But like a lot of liberal media stories were kind of like Biden says there will be repercussions, you know, so like a completely opposite framing of the same thing based on picking out which part of... His speech, you wanted to actually it. spin, yeah.
0: Yeah. And that says, and we began the episode talking about uh, how headlines are not a good way to get your news. And we kind of ended on the idea of uh, the media landscape being Speaking trash. of, what's
1: going to be the the title of this episode so we get people to watch?
0: Oh, right. We need to find something really clickbaity and grabby. Maybe something about Goyles. About what? The Goyles.
2: Uh, how about something about uh, Taiwan launching missiles directly at China? And the Backstreet Boys? The brink, Backstreet Boys. Of <laughs> brink of war. Brink of war with the
1: Backstreet Boys. <laughs> yeah.
2: Well, brink of war, as we talked about the the checkpoint Charlie thing. That's right. So I would say, yeah, br- brink of war, and then and then also like slash like you know unrelated, uh, Taiwan launches missile system. Ty- right. Taiwan missiles and aimed the the, the 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 yeah the point is to be technically accurate while being completely misleading enough so lead that the everyone person clicks. to a
0: conclusion that you want to make them to click
2: right and, and as long as they as long as you can generate some kind of fear yes then that's the most likely uh, to get them yes. to click
0: so all of you watching up to the end it's, it's obviously not because of our great content it's we we duped you Yeah. Thanks for watching. I'm Chris Chappell.
2: I'm Shelley John. And I'm Matt Ganeshda.
0: See you next time. We have a clickbaity headline.